Listen to Pastor Franz for the unadulterated word of God. Rightly dividing the word of truth, unraveling mysteries, and preaching Jesus Christ as God Almighty. Today's message. The quality of these vehicles, rocks on the road, mud on the road, bush on the road cannot stop him. So when they say your faith is quality, it's because of the things you pass through. You understand that? You can't boast of faith when you don't pass through anything. I don't see any God who has faith like Jesus. I don't see. What did they pass through? What did they pass through? So your quality is known by the challenges you face and come out of. And so in the challenge, what God looks at is patience. What does he look at? Patience. Faith without patience is fake. Did you hear that? Write it somewhere. Faith without patience is fake. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 12. That ye be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promise. When you have faith, you are declaring something and everybody is seeing the opposite of it, but you keep declaring it. And they are laughing at you. But you keep declaring it. And they are laughing at you. And soon they will realize that they can't laugh at you again. Because what you are declaring has come to pass. Can you imagine Abraham? At the age of 75, God called him. And told him that I'm making you father of many nations. When did he get it? 100. 25 years raw. Of periods that nobody sees what God said he will do in his life. Faith is never faith until patience is part of it. Faith is never faith until a period of difficulty is part of it. Hallelujah. Jesus was speaking of the importune widow in Luke chapter 18 from verse 1. And he spoke a parable unto them to this end by saying that men ought always to pray and not to faint. And he said there was in a city a judge which feared not God neither regarded man. And there was in that city the widow who came and said, Avenge me of my adversary. And he would not for a while. But afterwards he said, Though I fear not God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubled me, I will avenge her. Lest by her continual coming, she weary me. Lest by what? Her continual coming. He will not do it for a while. But he said, I will do it because this woman keeps coming keeps coming. Even though I'm not doing his feet coming, yet by her continual coming, she weary me. And the Lord said, here is that what the unjust just said. And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry unto him day and night. Which cry unto him how? Day and night. Though he bear long with them, I tell you, he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the son of man cometh, Shall he find faith on earth? So, God bearing long with them, even though they are crying day and night, and he's bearing long with them, is because he wants to find faith. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, shall he find faith? That is why it's, it's like he's not doing it immediately. Even though they are crying unto him day and night, he's not doing it immediately, because he's looking at quality faith. And quality faith goes with patience. Hallelujah. Politic faith goes with, goes with what? Patience. Isaiah chapter 28, verse 16. Therefore, thus said the Lord God, 
Behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation, a stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. He that believeth shall not make haste. Tried stone, sure foundation, tried cornerstone. He that believeth is not in a hurry because he knows it will happen. Though he stay long, Continue to wait for it because it will happen. He that believeth is not in a hurry. It's not instant food. Instant. You know, everything is instant in our time. So you want to eat food. Instead of you to wait and eat good food, buy plantain and cook and do contumely, you, you go for indomie. Two minutes. You eat. But the nutritional value is zero. He that believeth shall not make haste. He that believeth shall not make haste. You believe, relax. Relax in your challenge. God will make it happen. It doesn't look good now. Smile. Because you know the God you serve. If the disciples knew Jesus was the owner of the storm, when the storm was raging, they would be singing. They would be relaxed. That was a man of faith, Abraham. He was strong in faith, giving glory to God. He did not look at his body. Praise the Lord. Romans chapter, chapter 4, verse 20. Take it to 19 for me. And being not weak in faith, yeah, exactly. He considered not his own body now dead. When he was about 100 years old. God has promised him you are going to be father of many nations. He's already 100 years old. Shouldn't he forget about it? Zechariah was told, he said, Abba, <laughs> God said, let me close your mouth before you spoil the, the program for me. He considered not his body that was dead when he was about 100 years old. Neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He didn't consider that. But he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. But was strong in faith. And how was he showing it? Praising God, giving glory to God. So people of faith, when things are bad, you see them praising God. Because they know it will be good. It's just a process. It's just a pro someone say process. You know, the Bible says in, in Romans chapter 8, verse 28, that all things work together for good to them that love God. It's a faith that worketh by love. Those who love God, everything, no matter what they are passing through now, it will end in good. All things work together for good to them that love God. To them who are the called according to his purpose. God is a God of purpose. Your life is a purpose life. You didn't happen by chance. You didn't step on earth by accident. There is something that your name is on. There's a plan of God that your name is on that brought you. And if God brought you, then God has a good end of your life. So relax. It is difficult now. Relax. It doesn't look good now. Relax. Because the owner of your life knows the end is going to be good. Praise the Lord. The end is going to be good. Praise the Lord. So he that, that, is, that uh, have faith is a patient man. Everybody is talking. Hey, they say, okay, don't worry. It will happen. It will happen. 
It will happen. It will happen. I see your life becoming a mystery for people. Because whatever people said is what will be possible in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. Do you know why Jesus is not yet known as God? He's enduring his period of patience. Remember um, Thomas. I will not believe unless I see him. John chapter 20 from verse 27 to 28. Jesus appeared there. And Thomas then said he unto Thomas, reach he that thy hand, thy finger, and behold my hand. And reach he that thy hand and thrust it into my side. And be not faithless, but believing. And Thomas answered and said unto him, my Lord and my God. You know, it is a process. Thomas didn't believe before. And if Jesus left it there, Thomas would go about telling, in fact, spoiling the work Jesus had done. Oh, don't mind Jesus, he died. He didn't come, he didn't die. I don't believe in him. But Jesus was patiently marking Thomas, patiently marking Thomas until he got him where he wanted. He said, come and touch. Is that not what you, look, you are looking for? Come and touch. And Thomas said, my Lord and my God. He said, I now know. I now know. So many people now who are saying Jesus is not God, Jesus is not God, one day, they will say, I now know. Jesus is patient. It was like Paul also. He was so angry with Christians that he was killing them, destroying them, looking for how to finish them. And then when they got Stephen, he said, yes, kill him. And to top the, the anger of, 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 of uh, what do you call him? Of Saul at that time, when they were stoning Stephen, Stephen was still praying, and he said, Lord Jesus. He was praying to God, and he said, Lord Jesus, receive my... Hey! You are dying, you are still calling the man your God. Kill him! They finished Stephen, but he didn't disconnect his faith from his God. Afterwards, Jesus was slowly patient with this is chapter this is chapter seven eh chapter nine when Paul was burning and was going to Damascus he was going to get order and to finish all the Christians and then Jesus met him patiently followed him until where he wanted he said who art thou O Lord he said I am the one whom thou persecuted I'm, it is hard to kick against the prick. You don't know what you are fighting against. Let me tell you, those who are shouting Jesus, they don't know who, what they are fighting against. They don't know what they are fighting against. Paul made a U-turn. Somebody out there who is a tool in the hand of the devil will make a U-turn. Paul made a U-turn and started preaching Jesus like Better than all the disciples. Because he met him. In the end, in 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, Paul, in the patience of Jesus, Paul said, and without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, 
preach unto the Gentiles, believe on in the world, receive up in glory. That was the one who was killing Christians for this same thing. Now he's the one confessing it. Because Jesus was patiently following him. Jesus is patiently following the other religions that don't believe that he is God. He's patiently following. Don't you hear some of their testimonies? I've heard one or two hymns that say Jesus shone his light in, and their life turned around. If you go on the net, you see a lot of them preaching Jesus as God. But some time ago, they said Jesus is not God. It was an abomination to call Jesus God in their, in their enclave. But one by one, the patience of Jesus is picking them. He will pick all of them. He will pick all of them. In the name of Jesus Christ. He's patient. Look at Revelation chapter 9. Chapter 1, sorry, from verse 9 to 11. I, John, Jesus picked John for his patience. I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation, and in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ. Did you see that? So Jesus is what? Patient. Was in the eyes that was called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ who is patient. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as a trumpet saying, the patient Jesus is now telling him, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. And what thou seest, write in the book and send to the seven churches. He patiently followed the church until he got John where he should get him and told him, I am changing what they think about me. They think about me as a son of God. Go and tell them that the son of God that they are calling is actually the Alpha and the Omega. It's actually the beginning and the ending. It's actually the Almighty. Go and tell them. So Jesus is still patient, but I'm telling you, it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. Everybody will accept Jesus as God Almighty. When he said, he who has seen me has seen the Father, he wasn't saying anything for nothing. Look, Jesus is a humble man according to scriptures. Why is it that when it comes to when people ask him to show them the Father, he is not humble enough to show them the Father. Why does he arrogate the father's position to himself and still he is humble? Huh? John chapter 14, verse 7. If you know me, you should have known my father also. And from henceforth you know him and I have seen him. And then Philip said unto him, Lord, show us the father and we'll be sufficient. You know, Jesus should have been humble enough that yes, you see, the father is my father, he's in heaven. And I am his son, I am here. But he was talking to people who should know him. So Jesus said unto him, Have I been so long with you, Philip? And yet had thou not known me, Philip, he that has seen me has seen the Father. Humble Jesus. They are asking you to show the Father. You are saying that, Look at me, I am the Father. That means the Father is actually me. I am humble enough. That's why I'm telling you about Father. But actually, if you want to know the real truth, this is the father standing here. I came humbly so you would discover me and put me there. Because he that exalts himself will be humble and he that humbles himself will be exalted. That is why I came as a son. 
So you will discover me and put me where I belong. I am the father here. Praise the Lord. You see, so Jesus is saying, I am patiently waiting. In 2 Peter chapter 3, somewhere verse 9, he said, God is not slack. As some men count slackness. There is long suffering to us what? That none should perish. But all should come to repentance. Everybody should come and understand that Jesus is God. Is why he's taking his time. He's not, he's not slack. Every, you see, people think that I've given my life to Christ. I'm a child of God. It's not true. You are only a son of God when you accept Jesus as God Almighty. Because it is God Almighty that has sons of God. And that is what John chapter 1 verse 10 to 12 is saying. He was in the world. The world was made by him. All these things are in Bible. They are not manufactured by Pastor Franz. He was in the world. The world was made by him. The world knew him not. He came to his own. His own received him not. Why? Because they don't know him. But as many as received him, who are those who received him? Who knew him? As many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Who gave you power to become the son of God? Jesus Christ. Why did he give you power to become a son of God? Because you knew him. And why did you know him? How did you know him? That he is the owner of life. He came to his own. So you don't know Jesus as your owner. You are not a son of God. Period. So don't say, I'm a child of God. I'm going to heaven. You don't know Jesus as... He will say, I don't know you. Because I know my sons. He said, my sheep hear my voice. And another voice they will not follow. Those who know him as their God, they are the ones that follow him. Is somebody hearing me? And that is what he was saying in Revelation 21, verse 6 to 7. What is he saying? And he said unto me, it is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending. I will give unto him that is a test of the fountain of the water of life freely. Verse 7. He that overcometh by, that by preaching me as God Almighty shall inherit all things. And I will be his God and he shall be my son. Who is the one speaking here? Jesus. He said, I will be his God. He shall be my son. So who is my God? Jesus. Whose son am I? Jesus' son. Praise the Lord. The one who said I am Alpha and Omega in chapter 1 is the one who is speaking here still at that time, Alpha and Omega. In chapter 1, verse 17 and 18, he described himself. What did he say? I am he that liveth and was dead and am alive forevermore. I am the first and the last. And he said, you'll be my son and I will be your God. He's not slack. You understand that? Now, let's move to the next thing that will give us rest. And what did we call it? I want to know whether you, know, you are following me. What did we say it is? Entering into a covenant of service. A covenant to serve the, the discovered true God. That's where we are going. So, covenant of service brings rest. Covenant of service does what? Brings rest. Second Chronicles chapter 15 from verse 3 to 15. And look at how it is. Now for a long season, 
Israel had been without the true God. You get the point now? So there is the true God, though. <laughs> Even Israel, that God chose in the Old Testament, for a long season, they didn't have the true God. What happened? Hello? What happened? What happened to Israel? That they were without a true God? Why was it so? Because there was no teaching priest. Now, for a long season, Israel had been without a true God and without a teaching priest and without the word of God, without law. So when you don't have the Bible, you don't have a teacher, you will not have the true God. Are you hearing me? So you, the body of Christ needs people who teach to know the true God. Not people who are just coming to excite you and then you are, you are having faith in nothing. For a long season, Israel, God's people, have been without the true God. Why? Because they were without the teaching priest. And why? Because God, there was no law. There was no Bible. Verse 4. But when they in their trouble did turn unto the Lord God of Israel and sought him, he was found of them. And in those days there was no peace to him that went out, nor to him that came in. But great vexation were upon all the inhabitants of the countries, and nation was destroyed of nation and city of city, for God did vex them with all adversity. Be ye strong therefore, and let not your hands be weak, for your work shall be rewarded. I'm saying that to somebody in Success Chapel. Be strong. Don't let your hand be weak. Don't, don't let people who are discouraging you discourage your hands to be weak. Be strong. Because you are serving God. Be strong therefore, and let not your hands be weak for your work. The work you do in secret that nobody sees. The work you do that people despise. He said, it shall be rewarded. Verse 8. And when Asa heard these words, and the prophecy of Obed ordered the prophet, he took courage. Somebody is taking courage this moment. Somebody is taking courage this moment. And put away the abominable idols out of all the land of Judah and Jerusalem. He cleared the land. The things that don't, don't give glory to God, he cleared them. And out of the cities which he had taken from Mount Ephraim, and renewed the altar of the Lord. Somebody is renewing his altar in God. That was before the porch of the Lord. Verse 9. And he gathered all Judah and Benjamin and the strangers with them out of Ephraim and Manasseh and out of Simeon. For they fell to him out of Israel in abundance when they saw that the Lord his God was with him. Verse 10. So they gathered themselves together at Jerusalem in the third month, in the fifteenth year of the reign of Asa, and they offered unto the Lord the same time of the spoil which they had brought, seven hundred oxen and seven thousand sheep, and they entered into what? A covenant to seek the Lord God of their fathers with all their hearts and with all their soul. And what happened to them? That whosoever will not seek the Lord God of Israel should be put to death. It's a matter of death and life. Whether small or great, whether man or woman. Verse 14. And they swore unto the Lord with a loud voice and with shouting and with trumpets and with cornets. And when they did that, what happened? And all Judah rejoiced at the oath. For they did sworn, they had sworn with all their heart and sorting with their whole desire. 
Can we read the remaining one? And he was found of them. And the Lord gave them rest. Run about. They entered into a covenant. We will serve this God. What is difficult will be easy. Why? Because you have made a covenant to serve me. Because I need people to serve me here on earth. So God is looking for people to serve him. If you enter into a covenant to serve God, you have entered into a covenant to enjoy rest in life. That is how it is. Praise the Lord. Did I say something? And the main service that God has in mind is that he will be enthroned. You know, he swore that as long as I live, somewhere in Isaiah chapter 43, verse 25, 45, 23, yeah, 45, 23. Put it there for me. I have sworn, yes, I have sworn by myself. The word is gone out of my mouth in righteousness and shall not return that unto me every knee shall bow and every tongue shall swear. This is God's desire on this earth. God himself will not exalt himself. If he exalts himself among us, he has broken his rule. We will exalt him. We will make him king. And he has sworn that he... So we are... We are the church is worrying Jesus. Because we are not enthroning him. We are enthroning our needs. We are, when we go to church, it's because of our needs. First, seek ye first the kingdom. Make God king first. And see whether your needs will not be met. Did you hear what I said? Make God king on this earth. And see whether you will have any need at all. So that is what he's saying. I have sworn. And God must be king. And he who exalts himself shall be brought down. He who brings himself down shall be exalted. He has brought himself down. He has made himself a man. Is somebody hearing me? In Philippians chapter 2 verse 5. He said, let this mind be in you. Which also was in Christ Jesus. Who being in the form of God. Did not thought it robbery to be equal with God. He knew he was God on this earth. He knew he was equal with God that men are thinking about. But he didn't take it like I'm being cheated. But made himself of what? No repetition. And took upon him the form of who? A servant. And was made in the likeness of you and I. Men. And being found in a fashion as a man. He did what? Humbled himself. And became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Verse 9, wherefore God also has highly, what? Exalted. You see the principle? He humbled himself, he was exalted. And giving him a name, which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, of things in heaven, of things in the earth, and things under the earth, verse 11, and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. To the glory of the throne of God, Jesus must be enthroned on earth. That is what it means. To the glory of God's throne in heaven, Jesus humbled himself on earth for earthly people to enthrone him. Praise the Lord. That is the principle. That is why in Zechariah chapter 14 verse 9, he said, The Lord shall be king over all the earth. In that day shall there be one Lord and his name one. Praise the Lord. And that is the service that the church is called to do. Am I saying something? 
That is the service. When Jesus was calling the church, what was he saying? Who do men say that I am? And then he wanted to know. And then Peter said, you are the Christ. I said, yeah, I'll start him from there. Because we must know who he is and enthrone him. When we come to know who Jesus is, we will fear. So God, you are the one that you've made yourself of no reputation. I will make you our king. When Thomas came to know that he is who he is, he said, you are my Lord and my God. You are my Lord and my God. Everyone who hangs around Jesus in humility will say the same thing that Thomas said, my Lord and my God. Wow, that was Pastor Franz, the Apostle of Diversity. For more of Pastor Franz's messages, you can also subscribe to Diversity Broadcasting Network on YouTube. Jesus is God Almighty.